this girl done stole everything from me. She ain't gonna steal my man. Hello, you guys. Welcome back to We're Podding This Together. It's the podcast where we guide you through all of your favorite or not-so-favorite Disney Channel original movies. Thanks for listening. I'm Josh. I'm Lori. I'm Sammy. You guys, it's time to get gaseous and surf the vapors, because today we're watching Stepsister from Planet Weird. This movie is about a teenager's life that is disrupted when her mother falls in love with an alien. This is super vague description, by the way. I had no idea what to expect going in, and I definitely had never seen this movie before. I thought there'd be more, like, knowing that there was an alien, like like a Xenon sort of thing, where it was, like, the future, and everybody was like, oh, yeah, there's just aliens. Um, I saw it before. I remembered, like, none of it, but definitely the part with, like, the bubbles at the end was very, was bringing up all sorts of, like, repressed memories, so. I remember seeing trailers, but I don't think I ever saw this. Maybe. So the windsurfing in this was a bit weird. It opens up with windsurfing, and I had no idea what to think. Was there? It like, was really out of place. Yeah, was there like some weird like trend of windsurfing in two thousand that like I don't remember? I feel like that could be a thing. Do you think it'd be harder or easier than regular surfing? I think harder, even maybe. I think easier. But I am speaking from zero experience on either part, so... As a former Nebraskan, I'm an expert at aquatic sports, and I would definitely say that windsurfing is way more hardcore and tubular than surfing. I would gladly replace a Rip Girls with a windsurfing movie instead. Ooh, that'd be so cool. Wind Girls. (laughs) Your mom was a world-famous windsurfer, and they're like little... Hangout place would be like a tent made of the windsurfing thingies. I like it. However, I never want to relive that movie again. So <laughs> let's move on. Is there anything interesting about this oh. movie? I recognize the lead character. Really? The actress. What from else? Some other things. I didn't. I tried to poke around a bit and it didn't really seem like she was in anything like massive, or at least in my like realm of references, you know? What do you recognize her from, Josh? I don't know. Maybe just other Disney Channel stuff. Uh, She's been see. in like soap operas mostly. Courtney Draper. Related to Don Draper from Mad Men, the actual human. Ooh. Oh. Definitely. That is accurate for She's sure. She's not fictional. Oh. Was that not accurate? <laughs> Don Draper's a Don fictional Draper character. Don Draper is a character. Played by oh, okay. John Hamm. <laughs> Uh, What's really cool about this is it was based on a book, but the movie script was actually written by the writer of Bill and Ted, like all of the Bill and Ted movies, all two of them, oh. which I think like knowing that it, it seems right, especially the, the character who played like the love interest. Guys, we definitely should have recognized her. She's the love interest from the 13th year. I knew it. Okay. <laughs> yes. She's in something. <laughs> Um, yeah, let's just get into it. I don't think there's much more there. This movie is one that's like definitely been forgotten, I think. So there's not a ton on the internet for it. So yeah, this movie starts out with windsurfing. Lots Um, of it. And an amazing like 
sequence where you think she's setting up the setting for the story, but in reality, it's like just a dream sequence. It's M. Night Shyamalan <laughs> sort of twist action. Yeah, except she was his dead the whole time. Two hours. This one took <laughs> five minutes. She was dead the whole time, and she was also half ghost, half lighthouse, half windsurfer. <laughs> so Megan, she has this dream sequence. She's like the popular girl in school. She has this amazing windsurfing boyfriend. Her parents are so happy in love, and her little brother is amazing. Then she wakes up. Um, she wakes up and. Her parents don't get along. He's always busy. Do they actually say the parents divorced? Because it seems like the dad was just like off at work and mom's like, oh, I met somebody. Sorry. Yeah, they didn't fully explain that part, but okay. Like he must have been on a business trip for a long time. I kind of liked how they, okay, they should have added something about that, but I kind of liked how they set the scene for it. Yeah. And she's like, this is the reality. Like we would go somewhere. And dad would literally be on the phone the entire time and not ever be part of our lives. And I was like, okay, yeah, this makes sense. They're explaining, like, this key plot point for this movie. Go Disney. Okay. So it starts out and she's like, my mom isn't very normal. And it's this whole thing with, like, her mom making soup for breakfast. And she's like, of course I wouldn't just give you soup. Here's some crackers. I thought they were poor in this scene. I was like, oh, yeah, like we used to do. Just crackers for breakfast. Uh, she goes to school and tells us about her wonderful life. She used to be popular. For when like she first got there. four seconds. Hey, guys, Jewel is totally my cousin. Yeah. Never used the cousin string, pole, line, sinker. Um, we get to meet Cutter. Oh, dear. And he's like super smart, you know? Yeah, totally, man. Like, yeah. He's that stereotypical into... Cutter is the very cliche windsurfer. You know how those windsurfers are. <laughs> so yeah, Megan has the hots for Cutter. Does he have frosted tips? It's bleach. <laughs> There's this whole scene where we kind of set up that mom's been dating and stuff. And, okay, it's funny because later on we get to meet, like, the main dream daddy. And... <laughs> And, like, there's this huge deal about, like, them going, like, he and his daughter come to have dinner and stuff. But previous to this, we get to see mom's, like, dates coming in. And it's, like, presumably the first date. And they're, like, waiting in the living room with the mom's child. Who's karate chopping them. Yeah. Yeah. So it was funny when, like, they had this whole big meeting with Cosmo later. Because, like, previous to this, she's just, oh, yeah, okay, we're going to go on our first date, come to my house, meet my children, hang out with them for a second, and then we can go out. Uh, yeah, maybe she was like, this time I need to take it slower. I can't just like throw them in a room with my kids. <laughs> so yeah, mom starts dating Cosmo and we get this whole like montage of like Megan oh, waiting yeah. on the couch and like the mom coming home with like bubbles and balloons and what else? A bunch of stuff. Oh, uh, a hat with horns. Yeah. like a Oh, a Viking hat. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> And then, like, the last night, she comes in and has, like, a bubble machine. Megan's no longer sleeping on the couch, waiting up. She's like, Mom, I'm not waiting here for you. Cosmo and his daughter, Ariel, come over for dinner. And it turns <gasps> out that Ariel the fears meeting. the wind. She very much so fears the wind. And uh, and Cosmo's brought, like, a bunch of root beer. And I don't know that they... So they <sighs> drink the root beer, and then their voice does this weird, like, helium thing. Yeah. 
it's never shown that they actually do it in front of everybody else. There's one moment where Ariel takes a drink and then Megan's like, what's wrong with your voice? Are you making fun of me or something? Oh, yeah. And then Ariel is like, oh, yeah, I'm telling a joke. Ha 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 ha. I'm so funny. Yeah. My thought was that like the carbonation from the root beer. I love root beer, by the way changed some of their gaseous insides to like warp their voice or something she fears the wind ariel ariel is under the car hiding from wind and it it didn't look like a windy evening from this it switches like the whole movie so far has been kind of like megan being like do diary and then like so i loved this part of the movie from ariel's view um and you kind of see their home planet which is like just this gas and there are bubbles floating around and there's like a futuristic city and there's like synth music playing i was like what is this this is like techno sci-fi i was i I like how she writes also like ariel isn't using like a pen and paper she's like kind of writing into the air and it's like oh my gosh that was so cool and she's writing in like an alien language too Uh, it's pretty neat It'd be funny to get a video of this, like they have for the like failed mouse ear drawings. <laughs> she was actually waving drawing. her hand. This is okay. She's also a really good singer, and she was like dancing and everything. I was like, "Ooh, I love that alien aesthetic, though." The uh, the singing was really good. The dancing was melodramatic AF. And also, she hates the body that she's in. So like. I don't know. I don't understand how the whole bo- gas to body thing works. I don't understand how they got those bodies in the first place. Like, did they did they murder some existing humans? And That's what just I was wondering. Taking over their body, like. So did we did we talk about um, <clears throat> why they had to leave Zirkle on their no, planet? Oh, we have so father was a freedom fighter. Yeah, I don't understand exactly what was happening on their planet but i guess there were some like violations of personal freedoms Mm -hmm. and uh the father was a freedom fighter the mother uh the bubble popped i'm assuming that means she died yeah so ariel and megan are like bffs so they meet and then they're like we're best friends i can't wait to be sisters the end actually it was completely the opposite oh okay no actually it turns out that ariel was like the daughter and then megan was the other daughter and the parents didn't get along so one moved to space and then one stayed on earth and now they're like whoa we're already sisters accidentally maybe we should try to get our parents to get married I'm that's so exactly confused. how it worked they found common interest in not getting along and not wanting their parents to get married mm-hmm. so they decided to break up the engagement oh i see let's get to the school scenes let's they're at school <laughs> literally so so they arrive they're coming to school on bikes and ariel is fit to the t with all these rad totally awesome clothes a bike helmet colorful uh socks. not a bike helmet a football helmet a football helmet wow yeah and she like gets to school and she like flips her bike on the bike rack and flies over it making a grand entrance and everyone loves her yeah we get the voiceover from megan of like 
oh, oh, everybody's going to be like, I'm so embarrassed. Everybody's going to think I'm her friend. Instead, they're like, whoa, coolest girl ever. Which, if that yeah. was how, like, school worked, I would have been, like, a much different person in, in school. But <laughs> Oh, I would be so popular. I'm a little concerned that Ariel hasn't been going to school this whole time. I think maybe it's like a Harry Potter thing where, like, there's her own version of school. I think she's smart enough that she doesn't have to. But I love the school sequences. It's so fun. So funny. Everyone is in love with her. I thought it was kind of weird that she was, like, the white blonde girl and everyone's like, she's so adorable. She's so pretty. She looked like Marsha. because she looked like Jewel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, okay, we believe that this one is Jewel's cousin. Yeah. You can sit at this table. There's a lot of mean girl stuff happening. Like, you can't sit here. There is. Yeah. D- what? Anything else happen at school? Not learning, that's for sure. I don't think... I think this oh, was like... no. There was no classroom scene. No, there was. There no, was no, no, no. There's plenty. There's plenty of classroom scenes because it's showing Ariel excelling at everything. Oh, yeah. She can tell the volume of a swimming pool like that. Yeah, she had like the she had math class down. She had choir, oh, yeah. uh, English class. It was literally every class. It was just showing how brilliant Ariel is at everything, and Megan just seething over how loved she is by yeah. teachers and students alike. She was pretty much everything. Ariel was pretty much everything that Megan wasn't. She's such the total package. And then that moment when she's like, by fifth period or something, everyone was dressing like Ariel. And it was so funny to see everyone in pink and they're wearing shirts with like her quotes on it. And they're like, protecting my essence. Yeah. But like, <laughs> how did they get there by fifth period? Like, um, the screen the printing class. Oh, okay. Screen printing class. Right, right, yeah. right, 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 right. You're right. You're right. I, my bad. Um, I, but I that love this. I that she was like just different and odd and awkward, and somehow everyone just like loved it and picked it up. From yeah, her view. they they did that a few times where they would r- just rewind everything that just happened and show it instead in Ariel's point of view. I thought that was a cool, like, way to do it. I thought it was. I thought this movie in general was really interestingly edited. Yeah. The the changing of the viewpoints was really neat. And there were also a lot of, they would just do a lot of uh, smash cuts that were just really funny. Like mm-hmm. when they would reference the Yukon and it's oh like gosh, Yukon yeah. population low. <laughs> and Still low. Or the yeah. like, there's that time that I roller or I skateboarded or rollerbladed or windsurfed or whatever oh, the hell. Oh, it was rollerblading. It was roll rollerblading down a hill, and he's just like tumbling falling. down a hill. He's like, well, <laughs> it was more like falling, but you know, I still yeah. love it. So we see everything from Ariel's view about going to school, and we kind of see how lonely she is and how much she just wants to go back to her home planet. Like she has a boyfriend there. She had a completely different body. I'm sure that takes getting used to. She ends up sending a message back to her boyfriend. Fanul. Oh, yeah. We haven't mentioned that yet. So she has a boyfriend from her home planet who's like, it's kind of a Romeo and Juliet situation where like her dad was fighting against the government and then her boyfriend was like the son of the president of oh, yeah. her planet. 
I guess. Sure. Uh, the Emperor. Emperor Svad or something Svad, like that. yeah. The mom wants Megan and Ariel to kind of uh, spend some more time together and also deal with Ariel's fear of wind by taking her um, windsurfing, which seems a little extreme, you know, trying to, like, get someone to cope with their fears. The mom seems like the type of person who's like, I go to a therapist, so I'm basically a therapist. Let me solve this fear for you. It was a little like, oh, you're afraid of heights? Let's go skydiving. Yeah. Alas, Megan agrees to do so. And they go out. She gets all set up. She's like, look, I'm going to show you. It's all fine. You don't have to be scared. Whatever. And she goes out on her windsurfing, her windsurfboard. And she looks back and she sees Ariel talking to Cutter. <gasps> it was like the last straw. This girl done stole everything from me. She ain't gonna steal my man. I think at this point we do another one of those uh, rewind and Why? see it from Ariel's point of view. Oh, this is, it starts all the way back at high, at the high school, I think. is. And Ariel is like, man, all these people are vapid. And yes preach yeah she doesn't like the popular girls she doesn't she doesn't like the attention i think she just really hates being on earth in general and anything yeah. that reminds her of uh earth is just frustrating to her she literally hates everything she's not trying she's super passive and everyone still just loves her for it and i love that part where She's in the bathroom just, like, looking into a bubble, like, I love you. <laughs> and the teacher comes in, like, Megan tried to get her in trouble or something. But instead, the teacher's like, wow, she's a poet. Oh, huh. And she she was a poet, and she did not expect it. <laughs> she was so melodramatic and, like, OG emo. I liked it so much. Like, there's the so many, like... alien archetype. There's so many, like, yeah, like, the brooding emo kid stereotype that, like, happens a lot, and you can just see that they're trying too hard, and, like, for her, it just seemed to come organically, and I thought yeah. that was really, really nice. I really like the part, so we get to see uh, Cutter flirting with Ariel from Ariel's perspective, and Cutter is just hysterical to me oh as a character. Gosh. He cracks me up. I was thinking about it. It seems like such a dumb character to have, but the amount of acting it would take to be able to that convincingly play, like, the Keanu-ish character, like, he did yes. really good. Yeah. He just straight up asks, asks Ariel if uh, she'll be his girlfriend, um, which was a callback to the very beginning of the episode when we had, like, a dream sequence with Megan who dreamt that Cutter asked her oh, to be yeah. his girlfriend uh but then he does that to ariel and ariel's just like uh you're vapid and shallow <laughs> i love and... how pure that is because like only in early high school or middle school be like will you be my boyfriend yeah okay yeah yeah right do you like me circle yes or no i thought it was super cute but then cutter's like yeah i'm shallow uh maybe i'm vapid i don't know what vapid means but probably <laughs> Uh, but vapid, shallow people have feelings too, you know? And I just thought that was so great. I loved Cutter so much. Okay, not to mention Ariel at this part where she's like, I am in this disgusting meat bag. And he's like, I don't think 
your meat bag is disgusting. Like, <laughs> I have a meat bag too. Like, uh... Megan confronts Ariel about uh, how she's like, she's getting everything that yes. Megan wants out of life. And Ariel comes out with it. She's like, I don't even want to be here. I don't want to be on this planet. I hate this city. And I don't even care that your dad or that my dad is going to marry your mom. Like, I don't want it to happen. Yeah, Megan really latches on to that. Like, you don't want our parents to get married? And Ariel's like, fuck, no. <laughs> and, and then Megan's Megan, like... being like a devious, manipulative high schooler, she's like, oh yeah, let's totally make a plan to ruin their relationship. I did not find Megan to be a sympathetic character. Like, Me neither. Even Me not neither. knowing that Ariel was an alien, she's like... I mean, it's a bummer that, like, your dad is, or your mom is dating people, but, like, she wasn't into her dad being around, so it wasn't the issue of, like, not wanting her dad replaced. Like, she yeah. was kind of being, like, she was being just kind of an annoying teenager, I guess. Like, what was, was the only reason she didn't want her mom to get married is because of Ariel, right? Well, no, but, like, before when, like, her mom was dating, she was still, like, purposely, like, making that not a thing. Oh, yeah, true. And they didn't give her any motivation aside from just being kind of an asshole teenager, which, like, it she, makes sense for a teenager, but, like, it doesn't make sense for a sympathetic character. But also, teenagers would be the ones watching this, I guess, so. Yeah. They plot to stop things from happening by giving their parents false information. <gasps> Sabotage. <laughs> Sabotage. They, like, bond together to make sure their parents don't get married, which it seems like mom was making it very clear to Megan that like I think you're wrong about this but if you really really have a problem we'll like not do this I guess yeah. but then her therapist I guess kind does of she see her therapist now? yeah oh yeah he's like you should absolutely do it I was so confused at that point I thought it was Megan at the therapist and so like did, to see their too. mom there I was like, oh, the mom's getting therapy. I mean, I thought it was a good bit, actually. Because he gave, like, hey, you have to do things that make you happy. And she's going to have to see, like, what it means for other people to be happy and to, like, compromise. I was like, oh, okay. The mom, she, like, starts reading a bunch to prove that she's not just fun. She's smart and deep. Yeah. She's reading, and then she cooks some, like, fancy meal that oh, nobody yeah. wants to eat. And I think she's playing, like, classical music. Yes. And then Cosmo does even more weird stuff to, like, prove that he's super manly. And, oh my gosh, the ventriloquist doll. It was so weird. He brings, like, a <laughs> ventriloquist, ventriloquist dummy on his date to a pizza shop. <laughs> like, dressed as him. They're wearing the exact same outfit. I mean, that's a good way to ensure a good date, honestly. But literally, he's doing this to prove that he's manly, and I don't understand where he gets this idea from. And he was wearing, like, a cowboy get-up. Yeah, and he has, like, a, a, a southern drawl for some reason. <laughs> and he's, like... like, being super rude to the waiter. <laughs> Get me your, <laughs> like, best steak <laughs> raw. <laughs> He's like, sir, we can't do that. Also, this is a pizza place. And he was like, well, then get me your manliest pizza and put some jelly beans on it. Like, 
I love it though. It's like the alien looked up online. Did the internet exist back then? Maybe, maybe not. But it's like he looked up how to be manly and like got all this weird information. But back. what what article did he find that pointed him in these directions? Jelly beans. Also talking rude to people. That the little brother comes over and he spoils it all basically. And they look up and Ariel and Megan are over there and they're like, oh crap, we've been found. And they think Absolutely. they've failed. And they're like, dang it. Like, they're going to be together forever. How horrible is this? At some point, Ariel writes Fanul, her boyfriend from uh, her other planet. Uh, She writes to him and asks him to come save her from Earth because Earth is miserable and her dad's getting married. and... And she's like, you must not tell your father where we are. Of course he's going to, though, because he's a little daddy's boy. Yep, we all know it. This is when Megan tries to cook up another plot to ruin their relationship as things are drawing nearer. Megan prints out, she goes to some weird lengths, but she prints out this like pamphlet of uh, a oh plot. Oh my gosh, yes. Uh, and she gives it to Trevor, her little brother, saying that this is Cosmo's plan to take over the world or something and she says and it's starting step one with eat trevor (laughs) and he gets super serious he's like what do i have to do also i love the line where she's like hey how many have i ever lied to you and he's like yes every day like (laughs) when have you not lied to me have you ever spoken truth to me that's such a little brother thing So uh, I guess their plan was to get together other candidates and to open their eyes to these other people that they could be dating. So for the dad, we have the cookie, cookie fortune teller. Where was she? She was earlier in the movie too, but I'm not sure exactly what capacity she exists to this family, like a a teacher, a family friend. Lived near to them and okay. was probably like a helpful neighbor like oh hello i foresaw you coming here so that their plan is to have this dinner party with all these people the dad the ex comes over yeah, yeah this is this is the point where he walks in and and uh he meets cosmo and uh his ex-wife is like oh we're engaged and he's like mm, are we even officially divorced yet yeah <laughs> I swear I was here to pick up the kids like three days ago. I I don't. Yeah. But the way he acts is like, yeah, we were kind of over like, there's no spark or interest that he has to like stop it. He's totally fine with it. Yeah. Um, Yeah. They eat soup because that's all they can eat in this, I guess. Ew. No, they blended up stuff. Yeah, they they uh Megan like planned out a real like menu and Ariel just blends it all together into <coughs> one one soupy gloop. Yeah. It was unfortunate AF. Um nothing was working. Um Serena and their dad 
really hit it off. And he's like, oh, I've never had anyone read my aura before. Wow. It was cleanse the aura. <laughs> she was like, if you want, I'll cleanse your aura. So nothing is in order to stop her dad and Serena fly, uh, flirting. She spills the soup concoction everywhere and that didn't do anything. So she flings it at everyone else and a whole out bra starts. The cosmos is like, finally the perfect opportunity. And he has like a soda thing. And, like, yeah. The old soda thing. And like, they get to like a grown up food fight, which like, I need that to happen in my life soon. I would love that. Let's just, just not have... at my house. Okay. Uh... <laughs> so nothing really bad happens. And then Ariel goes <gasps> to the bathroom. Oh, and like gosh. you do, she doesn't knock or anything. She just like walks into the bathroom because why wouldn't you do that? And finds Megan in the sink. As a bubble. As a bubble. As a bubble. Wow. Which it's still not clear how their bodies work. No. It Did makes they just... no sense. Do they just take breaks being people sometimes to Maybe just, like, like, hang out as bubbles? So Megan is convinced, absolutely convinced, that uh, Ariel is Ariel and her dad are aliens or uh, extraterrestrials of some sort. No one believes her. Her mom doesn't believe her because, you know, it's hard to believe that someone turned into a bubble and uh, swam in the sink. Everything's getting set up for the wedding and Fanuel and his dad make an appearance. <gasps> Look out. Uh, yeah, Fanuel shows up. He goes to talk to uh, Ariel, who's just like, she's super stoked to see her boyfriend. And Fanuel's just like, don't touch me. You're repulsive. Yeah. You definitely understood that they were not getting along in this moment. Yeah. And she seemed to be like, oh, you're right. I'm this disgusting meat sack. Like, I understand that. But then Megan shows up and Fanul's like, who's oh that attractive God. meat sack? Oh. Like, can I get her number? This is when Serena comes in and she, like, sees Vlad... Is that his name? Svad. 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 And she's like, oh, hello. Blah, 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 blah. In a past life. Blah, blah, blah. And he's like, automatically freezes her into like weird yeah. icy block things. I think he says something like, you're fucking annoying, bitch. That's and like literally presses what the he button. said. Yeah. Yeah. It was really intense for a decom. Uh, but, you know. Svad goes out and tries to find Cosmo to take him back to their planet and imprison him. <gasps> um, he's running around the wedding, just like shaking people like, where's Cosmo? Um, and being generally very annoying. This is when Cutter comes into the room and he's like, Hey, like what's up? Like he walked into the room and like looked at two girls and was like, Oh, Hey, it's a party in here. Something like that. Oh gosh. Really I didn't notice that, but yeah, it's kind of weird. <laughs> but then behind the doors, Fanuel. And he's like, oh, there's some other dude in here. Just kidding. Not into this. Not into this. And he sees the Serena who was iced. And he's like, that's kind of cool. Freaky, but cool, you know. Yeah. Um, they. This entire scene is just them convincing 
Fanuel that he needs to believe in freedom and in choices and 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 choosing potato chips over no potato chips and saving the world um and they all Not convince him potato chips he, she's like you could have various many potato chip flavors oh, yes like, and, and then cutter is like yeah they're all great except the yogurt ones those are pretty That's weird right. he's like there's at least 18 or something like that okay f- the emperor svad is taking cosmo and is about to like throw him into a teleporter or something when all of the kids come out with hair dryers I guess it work. I guess like when they're in their physical, like human body form, they can still get blown around a lot or something. They didn't really make the rules of this. Uh, yeah. Anyway, they blow him. He blows up into a giant head, and he's like, "You think that will work on me?" And then the little brother comes out with a giant uh, leaf blower, <laughs> and he like blows him into the atmosphere. And that's how these kids committed murder, intergalactic murder, of a um, political representative of an entire planet. Um, They were sent to intergalactic prison and no longer allowed to be reincarnated. The end. Uh, Megan and Ariel, they do end up having like a talk like a one-on-one like wow i didn't realize your life had been so hard you're on this planet alone and like your boyfriend is a million light years away and you like it would completely suck to be in your shoes so they do have that moment where they kind of connect like that ariel's dancing with cutter megan's dancing with the other guy and she's like now that we just murdered your dad, like, you can stay on Earth, right? And he's like, no, dude, I'm kind of, like, the king now, so gotta go deal with that. But I'll visit. So, I have an IMDb review. There were very few for this because this movie has just been, like, forgotten. It's weird when you, like, try to find stuff online. And, like, most of the time to find trivia or what have you, like, if it's not on IMDb, I can at least find a couple nuggets somewhere else. But, mm-hmm. like, I really had to, like just kind of dig for this yeah this movie Uh, was kind of lost in the whole decom realm like i've never heard anyone mention this movie i'd never seen it well and even the reviews i mean there were like maybe like 30 i think on imdb the reviews were kind of just hey this movie was pretty good and like they weren't most of the time they'll at least be a couple funny ones or a couple people who hated them this one was just this movie is acceptable this movie is perfectly adequate well, let's hear it then. This one comes from Bob Jenkins from Chicago in June of Hi, 2000. Hi, Bob. This movie was a neat experience. It gave a surreal look into both characters' views, and it left a smile on my face. Also, the girl who played Margie in Xenon, Girl of the 21st Century. <gasps> oh, yeah. I like how it went back in time to show how the Yukon's Poe weird kid. Oh, okay. I think they're saying the Yukon... Like how they would do kind of like what we were talking about where they'd flash back and show the Yukon yeah. and flash back to show. Okay. They just Bob, I think can't you need to work on your sentence structure. <laughs> I don't know how there hasn't been a sequel to this widely popular, very remembered DCOM. Honestly, I was thinking as I was watching it, this is one of the ones I would love to have a sequel for, but I think it didn't 
like get the traction that the other movies did it for whatever didn't. reason. Like you, I think maybe it was a timing thing. Like the the ones that got sequels, it seems like were one of like the early ones where people were like, "Wow, this is a cool thing." And this one, like, remember where I think this one came out probably in June, and at this point, this is the sixth B com to come out this year. And they've already had like surfing, water based ones. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure a lot of people started watching this and they were like, this shit again? I'm yeah. Good. And went and watched. And also, it reminded me, I think this is like the first decom where it reminds me of watching Disney Channel shows. Like, it reminds oh, me of yeah. the Future and like Cutter it reminded did. me of the love interest in Lizzie McGuire. Like, and even just the plot of this reminded me, like, we kind of referenced it a bit in this episode. Like, there's aspects of other decoms, even aside from the surfing in this. Like, there's oh, it reminded me of the boogeyman thing. Oh, it reminded me of this part. Like, it it felt like it was taking in a lot of like Disney Channel stuff, and I don't think we've really seen it this much before this. Yeah, I think I I don't know why either. Like, even the big ones that we looked at that we ended up not really caring for anymore. Why did remember we remember those more strongly than this one? Like, how did it just slipped through, even though it was pretty cool and it has like a good sense of humor? And I, I'm, I'd be okay watching this again. It felt a lot like Xenon, and I still feel like Xenon was a better movie, but this one was still clever yeah. and, and different enough from the others to stand apart. But not yeah. like so much that it's like, oh, it doesn't feel Disney Channel. Like it, and I don't it understand why this one didn't quite get the attention that the others. Um, would you guys say you learned any lessons from this? If it seems like, like it seemed to Megan, like Ariel had everything figured out and everything mm. was perfect because, like, Ariel was getting all the things that Megan wanted when really Ariel didn't want the same things. So, like, those weren't. Yes. Rewarding to her. So maybe like if if you're envious of somebody else, maybe stop and think like what they've had to do to get there or if that's what they actually want or if you would like want to live the same life that they're living to get those things. I would say what I liked about this was how Ariel was just herself and she was weird and a little different and everyone loved it. Like, I think Megan was trying so hard to be like everyone else that she was set, wasn't was set apart and that she was just trying to conform and no one saw her differently than that. So if anything, I, th I think I got, just be yourself. <laughs> um, wear weird clothes or whatever. Just do things that make you happy or that feel right. I think realistically, I agree with Josh, but uh, deep inside my soul, uh, what I really learned from this movie is that shallow and vapid people have feelings too. Wow. I think that's our t-shirt, guys. Yeah. Oh yes. Oh my gosh, I like that. Yes. It's my next tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> like a cloud of smoke or something. <laughs> Bubble. For the record, Sammy was buzzed when we started this podcast. She's probably stone cold sober, though sleepy right now, as she's pro yes. proclaimed this need for this tattoo. So yes, I'm. I have lost my buzz. I am so sleepy. I almost fell asleep just talking earlier. <laughs> so. um, what would you guys rate this? I would rate it a 
a six. I was going to say six no. as well. Mm, yeah, I'll stick with six. It's It was good. I really enjoyed it. It was like, it was a really bad movie, but in a good way. Like, uh-huh. it wasn't, the previous movies were just bad. This one was bad, but it kind of like, kind of like when you watch Rocky Horror or like Snakes on a Plane or Sharknado, you, it's just, it's fun. It's like pulpy, weird, dumb stuff, but yeah. not offensive. Like, it was good. I would probably watch it again. I would probably say that this is, like, probably one of five DCOMs that we've watched so far that I would say, like, hey, listeners, maybe actually watch this one. Wow. wow that's bringing endorsement from Lori. It yeah. is. I would give this... Think... Oh, go ahead. Oh, you can. You can go ahead. I don't want to... Oh, fine. I would give this a six. <laughs> I It had humor. It felt quirky. Uh, it had, like, some indie vibes, like off the beaten track different clothing girl who like can sing i don't know um it was different and it had things in that that made me laugh and smile there were like so many little parts in this movie that i just really enjoyed so yeah a solid six i want to give it a seven um i agree with you it's not a good movie like if if somebody's just like, hey, I'm bored and I want a movie to watch, I'm not recommending this movie. <laughs> <laughs> but in the grand scheme of the DCOMs, I thought it was really original. Mm. It was clever. It had a lot of just really interesting uh, quirks to it. I just... I had a good time. I was pleasantly surprised. I went mm-hmm. in. I remembered nothing about. I remembered seeing this movie, the bubble, like the the end scene where they're hair drying. Uh, oh yeah, blowing the guy away. <laughs> yeah, I I remembered all of that. It kind of it came back to me as I was watching it. But going into this movie, I remembered so little about it that I had very low expectations, mm-hmm. and I was just kind of. I was really pleasantly surprised by how entertaining it was. It's like and a little just, hidden gem in yeah. the DCOM world. Um, so the next one we got, what we got coming up next? Ready we have Ready to, to run. run that I don't remember in the slightest. Literally never heard of this movie. So Ready to Run, it's not actually a DCOM. It's an, it's an instructional video. It's about stretching. It starts out and it's like, you know, like normal stretches, but then it kind of eases into the Jane Fonda workout video. And like, I don't know how they got the rights to that, but somehow Disney pulled it off and it's just, it's getting you ready to run. They don't want you to start off with like stiff muscles and hurt yourself. So cool. Safety video. Um, to spoil all of your fun, it's another horse movie. Are you kidding? You're kidding. I'm looking it up now. And it's definitely serious? another horse movie, but oh. it has Logan from Veronica Mars in it. Oh, oh baby Logan. All right, you guys. Thanks for listening. <laughs> All right, you guys. <laughs> I can't. Okay. All right, you guys. Thanks for listening to this episode of We're Potting This Together. If you have any questions, comments, or memories of your favorite Disney Channel original movie, you can find us on social media or email us at pottingthistogether at gmail.com. If you like what you heard, don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. 